will increase your efficiency 20% if you learn to do the tough things first, the ones you don't want to do. Ray Zinn now imparts his management philosophy in Tough Things First. In this series, Zinn covers it all from the essence of human happiness. If you're going to make it a consistent practice of working Saturdays just because you think you've got to work 80 hours a week to be successful, you're, you're just flat out wrong. To the downside of venture capital. People said, well, don't sweat the small things. Well, I guarantee if you don't sweat the small things, the big things are going to become a mess. And the essence of entrepreneurial discipline. Don't want to wait until you jump off the cliff to grab a parachute. Now here's Ray Zinn, Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO. I'm Rob Artigo here once again, your host for this edition of the Tough Things First podcast. I'm a writer and investigator in California. Here with me is Ray Zinn, the longest-serving CEO in Silicon Valley history. Hello, Ray. Hello, Rob. It's so good to be with you again. Well, in your 37 years as CEO of Micrell Semiconductor, you have heard just about everything. Certainly, you've heard your share of excuses. I imagine over time working for you, you you would hear from individuals fewer and fewer excuses based on your philosophy here. But you once wrote that an excuse is a reason wrapped in a bag of poop. I wrote that musing after... One of my kids had offered an excuse uh, on why something couldn't be done. Oh, my gosh. You know, I never heard a good excuse. In my entire life, even as a younger person, I, I never heard a, 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 a good excuse. They say, well, that's a good excuse. Well, there's no such thing. It's like there's, there's no bad excuse. There's, an excuse is a reason for not doing something wrapped in a bag of poop. Uh, and so if you think about all the things that, that you are trying to explain away, um, you'll find out that, that you're doing your very best best to, to, to come up a, a believable explanation. They say, once you begin to deceive a complex web, you begin to weave. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, whenever you're given an excuse, you're deceiving. That's a terrible thing to say. But honestly, an excuse is a deception. You're deceiving somebody into, into wanting to believe that that your reason for not accomplishing something uh, is 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 um, logical and, and reasonable. And um, as I said, it's uh, an excuse is just a reason wrapped in a bag of poop. So uh, it's, you know, offering an excuse, you just realize that the recipient on the other end is is rolling their eyes or they're, they're yeah know, they're, going, they're, they're shaking their head you know they're, they're not believing you anyway because they know you're just offering uh, a, a reason wrapped in a bag of poop yeah uh and and so you know avoid avoid excuses like the plague don't give an excuse you know just say hey i'm sorry i'm going to uh fix it for you i'm going to do this or i'm going to you know come up with your remedy and not your excuse. Your excuse doesn't do a thing for anyone. It may make you feel better. You may think you're you're fooling the person receiving the excuse, but in, in the long and you know long run of it, you're you're not helping yourself or them. So rather than offer an, an excuse, just offer a solution. An excuse is a problem. Uh, a solution is a, is a a solution to the problem. So. Offering, offering a solution, not an excuse. Yeah, the the um, the old saying comes to mind, you know, doing the old song and dance. Right. And, uh -huh. and and like you said, people want to hear the results. What kind of questions might I ask myself 
if I'm going, if I, if I know, or either I'm put on the spot and I have to answer to something or I'm making a call where I know that an excuse uh, that I've got an excuse in mind, what questions am I asking myself to be able to approach the conversation from not the excuse point of view, you know, because I don't want to roll the bag of poop out in front of somebody. I want to roll out the solution. How do I get there? What's my thought process to come up with the solution to it? That's that's obviously viable because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and excuse maybe I, I didn't do something or something I did didn't work out or or whatever. You you kind of feel like you want to justify your your mistake or failure or something. So you're going to, yeah, you, like, you might go there. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, saying, Oh, it looks like I owe you one, you know, as, as, as an example, it's not an excuse. Yeah. That's a, that's a solution. It looks like I owe you one. Okay. You know, or I'm so embarrassed. I feel so bad. Uh, and so what, what can I do to, to make up for that, for what I did, you know, or didn't do. And, and so that's, that's, that's how you keep it from from smelling like poop is by offering a solution you know okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna i'll go buy some flour you know it's old story you know if you're you're late home you go buy and pick up a a bunch of roses and bring it home Mm -hmm. uh you know so again make it smell good make make whatever the problem is smell good an excuse does not smell good so just avoid if you can avoid coming up with an excuse because you know it's not going to be accepted in, in a in a sweet way anyway so i would um, i would imagine ray that that it would be also tempting and uh, and telling i mean to for the person again the usually the person on the other end of the end of the line's astute enough to figure out when you're making an excuse that it's just a you know a bunch of pucky you know right <laughs> and but if you if you uh, have a solution that is also uh, trying to just dress up your your poop that makes it sound like a solution. The person's going to know that you're dancing around uh, around it and that you're not really sincere, that you're phony. Right. Well, you know, uh, if, if let's say you're on your way home and you get involved in an automobile accident. Okay, now you're going to be late. Well, you have a cell phone. You can call your wife and say, I just... We just got a little fender bender here, and so I'm going to be uh, providing you did. You got in a fender bender, of course. If you didn't, if you're just using that as a way to get around, of course your your wife can walk outside and look at your at your bent fender. Yeah, right. But, uh, my point is, is that uh, if you are involved in, in something that's, that's unavoidable, you know, at least call and your and, and let whoever the party is know that you're not going to make it on time. Uh, it's not going to smell good. But at least they, they know quicker than 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 just showing up late. Um, so again, you you know the best thing to do is come up with a solution. Um, and uh, you know, for example, if you're if something's happening at work, if you got delayed because of some issue at work, uh, it's a legitimate uh, uh, problem that that you had at work. Just call call whoever it is you gotta that you're supposed to to meet or do or take some kids to school or whatever, and just just say. So I'm going to be an hour late. So we have to come up with another solution. Uh, you know, again, you know, if, if once you begin to deceive a complex way, begin you begin to weave. So make sure that whatever your your solution is matches the problem you're that you're facing. 
Yeah, it sounds like also you're saying don't delay and don't don't put off that um, that discussion because you leave somebody hanging or leaving leaving them out in the lurch is is only going to compound the problem. Yeah, I, I you know if somebody texts me and say I'm going to be another hour or I'm going to or I'm going to be you know I can't meet or I can't meet today or whatever, uh, I appreciate that. I mean, I, it's going to be a problem for me, but you know, I, I at least I'm I can make my adjustments now. I don't have to wait and wait and wait and then find out. Oh, look at this, you know. So um, again, you know, an excuse is a reason wrapped in a bag of very smelly poop. And you know, uh, every time you say that, it makes me makes me laugh because um, there's so many other ways you could go. And your, your reputation at Mikrell was you had the swear jar. You didn't, you know, you didn't you didn't use more vulgar language to describe things. But there's there's lots of dis- lots of ways to describe that that could go, um, you know, against your policy of be putting money in the tip jar. I mean, in the swear jar. Um, but you know, the, if you have if you respond in a timely fashion, get it out there. You save yourself a hassle, but also, I suppose, avoid getting a reputation. You probably worked with people that you knew when you got a call from them that they were going to have that bag of poop rolled uh, ready to roll out in front of you. Correct? Yep. Well, you know, I really a quick, a funny story. Not funny, but because kind of sad. As I had this years and years ago, so before I even started my company. I had this gal working for me that uh, kept coming in late every day, and I kept telling her, you know, uh, you know, you, you're, you're, you're late, and and she always blamed it on a flat tire. And I said, next time you're late, you better come up with another excuse rather than a flat tire. Yeah. So because <laughs> it was so. the same one all the time. You know, like you said, if you once you once you are deceiving, you you are weaving that that mesh that you've got to remember all your lies. And if you, and if you get, if you run into a situation where you make multiple claims to the same person, you're outed right away. They're going to, as Judge Judy says, you know, you don't have to have a good memory if you tell the truth. So, you know, make sure that whatever solution you come up with is truthful with regard to the situation that, that um, you're, you're having. So, um, you know, truth, Truthfulness doesn't require a good memory. Well, you can join the conversation at toughthingsfirst.com. Your questions and comments are always welcome there. You can reach out to Ray. You can actually contact him. He reads his emails. So follow Ray Zinn at Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And, of course, pick up Ray's books, Tough Things First, The Zen of Zen 1 and 2, and now, of course, The Zen of Zen 3. On the market, you can find it at Amazon. You won't regret picking up those books. Please do. Make sure you start with tough things first and then work yourself into daily reflections through the Zen of Zen series. Thanks again, Ray. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate this. You've been listening to Tough Things First, candid talk with Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO, Ray Zinn. Drop by the contact page at toughthingsfirst.com for more about the book, more podcasts, and links to Ray's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages to keep up with Ray Zinn's wisdom daily.